Amy and Randy from Think Creative. We're here today at Mercedes-Benz of Flagstaff with James. He's a service advisor here. Welcome, James. Hi, thanks for having me. Um, so, James, why don't we get started right at the very beginning and have you just tell us a little bit about yourself. Well, um, it, it really started when I was about 14 years old. I changed a fuel pump on an old uh, Ford pickup truck that my family had in the backyard. And uh, from there, I, you know, long story short, felt, uh, felt the car come back to life and was really uh, empowered by that feeling. Okay. And uh, I've really worked in the car business and been coming back to cars ever since. Wow. Okay. <laughs> that's awesome. That is awesome. So, um, all right. So that's... That's you. <laughs> so what about the service department here at, at, your, at this dealership at Mercedes-Benz of Flagstaff? Um, what can you tell us about it? Well, some, some key things uh, that we do that most folks can't provide. Uh, we're actually a certified Sprinter dealer. Uh, we work on cargo vans uh, that are uh, specific to Mercedes-Benz. Uh, we've got fleet accounts with, uh, with FedEx, uh, a local Frito-Lay company here in town, um, an electrician company, and then also and also uh, and also one of the plumbing companies here in town. So uh, we do a lot of commercial work for our, like I said, for our cargo vans for our sprinters. Uh, however, we do a lot of the uh, the, con the consumer based uh, auto repair for all of your your basic basic sedans and, and Mercedes SUVs. Have you always worked for Mercedes, or do you have other manufacturer experience? I, I spent uh, about two years at the Subaru dealership here in town, okay. and uh, and then from there I actually was in the service department. I was also in the sales department there, uh, and had a real good, um, uh, real good under you know gained a real good understanding of uh, multiple angles of the car business. Is, is kind of how I think of it. Okay, great. Um, what about like about the service department? How many techs do you have working here? We have. Three senior technicians. Um, we have two um, B-level technicians, is what we call them, uh, okay. guys that are in training and they're they're on their way, kind of kind of moving up. So we have a total of five right now. Okay. Uh, we're hoping to grow that as as our business grows. Being in our new building now, uh, we're actually you know in a position where we're growing and we're seeing more business than we really ever have. Uh, so as as our, as our volume increases, more than likely we'll we'll be adding some technicians as well. Excellent. Can, can I back up a little bit? Because the last time I was here, I actually saw you guys. You, you talked about other manufacturers. Mm -hmm. The last time I was in there, I think mm -hmm. you guys had like a Ford uh, 500. That's pretty, you know, expensive Ford vehicle that you guys mm -hmm. are working on. So mm -hmm. uh, kudos to you guys. So they're master techs and, and other brands also? Or of ma mainly uh, Mercedes Benz certifications, you know, ma mainly uh, we've got uh, we've got one technician in particular that has some some very diverse experience with uh, with Chrysler and even even with Freightliner on on some heavy uh, some heavy duty semi trucks essentially. Oh, so okay. uh, you know we've got we've got mechanics in the shop that really are well versed. Uh, we like to think that we are um, a Mercedes a Mercedes Benz dealer primarily, uh, but also we we are a repair shop and we're in business to, to fix it if it's broke. You guys got some heavy hitters. <laughs> we try. We try. So how much experience um, combined do your technicians have? Would you say it, it's somewhere in the in the thirty to forty year mark? Yeah, you so know, that's some, good. That's a lot of experience. You know, somewhere in that mark. Okay, um, yeah. and you know, just so that everyone listening knows, um, can you tell us about like the hours that you're open? And uh, we're open from uh, eight a.m. Monday through Friday, we're 8 a.m. to 6 p.m. Our technicians like to leave around 5 o'clock, but uh, the service advisors will still be here uh, from 5 to 6 to receive any vehicles that may be coming in on a tow truck or or to deliver a vehicle that was completed earlier that day. Okay. And, um, oh, I had a follow-up. Oh, oh, is, is it required to have a, an appointment or is it advised or how it, does that work? It is encouraged. <laughs> we, like to, we like to encourage our customers to, to give us a heads up, let, the, let us know that they're coming in. Uh, we do uh, see a lot of travelers here. Like I said, we're um, a certified Sprinter facility. A lot of our volume is the Mercedes-Benz chassis motorhome. Uh, okay. We deal with a lot of folks that are traveling through and are in a emergency type situation where 
it's broken and they're coming in regardless, even though it's not on the calendar. You know, yeah, so we, we yeah. see a, quite a bit of that. Um, you know, just just kind of being a traveler town. Uh, but we really we like we like for folks to, to schedule an appointment if they can. Uh, you know, to, to touch on that again, you know, our, some of our competitors in other states have a two to three week wait to get these same vehicles in these these Sprinter cargo vans. Uh, we've actually gotten to the point now where we are we are same day in a lot of cases, and then we're even forty eight hour turnaround on some of these bigger jobs that other shops would not have even touched this truck for for multiple weeks. Wow, okay. that's amazing. Um, yeah, okay. So what, what do you think is like the benefit, the biggest benefit for our customers to bring their cars to a dealership instead of like a local shop? Uh, honestly, the, the biggest advantage is going to be the software and the, uh, the computer scanning equipment that we're going to use to correctly diagnose and test these components individually. There are some fantastic independent shops out there, not just in Flagstaff, but really just anywhere. But at the end of the day, these cars are becoming so make specific that you need to be a Mercedes tech. So you, need, you need to be a, a Toyota technician. You need to be a, a Ford technician to really fully understand the common problems and, and to have uh, this, the scanning equipment available that's able to test these components uh, independently. That way you can really uh, rule, rule, out, rule out what options might be holding you back and, and, and you can lead towards a, a better diagnosis. Okay. You said you had a, a sales background, but you, you obviously are in service now, mm -hmm. so you, you choose to be in service. I do, I do. Why, why is that? Out of curiosity. Yeah, uh, well, a key thing would be um, I've, I've, got, I've got a wife and kids at home, and you know, I, I would like to spend more time with the family. Uh, a lot of times, your, your car salesman typically are going to work a bell-to-bell -bell type schedule. Uh, you're going to be working your days off, you know, and it's, it's a Nights, great way to... weekends, right, and, holidays. And I, I really enjoyed it. I love selling cars. It was a lot of fun. I, I enjoyed interacting with people, got to meet you know, got to meet all sorts of people and, uh, you know, gain, gain some friendships as a result of that too. Uh, I'd probably say it's, you know, the, the biggest negative would just be the schedule. Right. Uh, and to be able to have three Saturdays off a month and to be able to work a half day that one Saturday a month that I do work is, is, prim is my primary reason. Awesome. Excellent. Okay. Is there anything you think people would be surprised to learn about a service department? Hmm. how it works or like um, I who think, you guys are. <laughs> you know, I think a key thing that most folks don't understand is that our, uh, our technicians are actually paid on a flat rate pay scale. So they are paid based on their production. A, a car salesman is paid on the number of cars that he sells. A, a technician is paid on the number of hours that he bills or he, uh, or he flags is kind of how they say it in the shop. So one of the things a lot of customers don't understand is, well, can't you just do X, Y, Z real quick here for no cost? Well, if, if the mechanic in the back is paid on a flat rate scale, we typically guarantee them a one-hour diagnostic for almost any instance. And, and in here, our, our labor rate is $150 an hour. So really what I like to do is I like to preface the repair with, well, it's going to be $150 an hour unless it's covered under, under your warranty. You know, and then from there, we can, you know, once I get a diagnosis, I can confirm if it was a warranted item or if it was something that uh, was caused by an outside force that the warranty company won't pick up. But like I said, most folks don't realize that that's how the mechanic is paid. And that's really why when you bring your car into the shop, Nine times out of ten, there just has to be a cost attached to it, just so that we can pay the technician. Makes sense. Yeah. Okay. So, what are some of the common questions you see, or the common problems you see come through? Things that you think could be avoided, or um, I'd say first and foremost would, would be the tire light. You know, okay. you know, yeah, the tire pressure monitoring system is a TPMS system, and uh, it's it's extremely accurate. Uh, one of the things, one of the variables in that system is. Um, uh, is elevation uh, here in Flagstaff? We're at seven thousand feet. We've got customers that drive down to Phoenix and come back up. Mm -hmm. As you as you drive down, your your pressures are actually going to swell as the, as the temperature increases and as the elevation uh, drops. Your your pressures are actually going to swell a bit as you come back up the hill. They're gonna they're gonna tend to shrink. So we have folks that'll kind of have these. Uh, uh, what's the word? It's like a 
it, it just keeps happening. It's chronic. Oh, okay. It's kind of like a chronic, chronic. issue. Yeah. It's like this <laughs> chronic issue where, where right, reoccurring. Exactly. Where you know you've just got this problem that won't seem to go away, but in reality, it's it's the road condition. That's that's the variable. All these cars are built the same. Uh, what each one of us does in the car and where we go and what we do with it, you know, how we treat it. That's that's the variable in the experiment. So first and foremost, I'd say a tire light. Uh, secondly, we get a lot of coolant lights just because these uh, these cars are built to a higher standard, and the, our sensors are so sensitive that they will actually pick up. Uh, a few ounces in you know indifference so that fluid level could be low just by a few ounces and it's going to set a light and tell you to see your, your nearest repair facility mm -hmm. so there won't it's, there isn't really necessarily a problem there uh, you don't have a leak you might not be consuming fluid you know but at the same time uh, that coolant may have just evaporated especially in extreme climates like like down in phoenix so uh, that's that's probably you know i'd, I'd say the tire light the coolant light uh, beyond that, we've got some different issues on our sprinter vans, uh, okay. you know, that's, that a lot of consumers won't see, but more, more of our commercial customers do. Okay. All right. So, so oh, go ahead. I was going to say, how long have you been in service? Hmm. I know you started working on cars uh, as a hobby when you were 14. Let's but... see. Let's see. Um, God, this is going to really date me. Um, I, I was a service technician in 2009, uh, 2009, 2010. Um, and I and I worked professionally for about four years as a technician before I became a service writer. So I was a I was a technician for a solid length of time. I actually operated independently um, as as a as a licensed mobile mechanic in Phoenix uh, for about two years prior to that to that four years verifiable shop experience. Uh, I specialized in air conditioning. I still own an air conditioning machine and any ninety four and up vehicle I can I can service the the AC. So, so that, that was really, you know, a lot of, a lot of technician time, you know, a lot of time under the hood before I became a writer. Uh, and then about two years into, into writing, you know, I got in, I got into car sales and then I kind of, kind of came back, kind of circled back into the service department after I got sick of working Saturdays. So, <laughs> so are you, do you ever think you can go back to turning wrenches or just I mean, a, why just, did you go from turning wrenches to service, service, uh, um, to be 100% honest, uh, it is the cost of the tools. Oh wow! I I, uh, I started my family at the same time I started my career in auto mechanics, uh, and I had three small kids at home, and I could not afford to buy diapers and wipes and and automotive tools. Oh, wow. uh, it was it was just. It, so I think that's something most consumers don't understand or don't know is right. that you have to, as a tech, buy right. your own correct, uh, correct. equipment. I mean, personally, I come from the sales side. Mm -hmm. I would think that it's just provided. you know provided it's standard equipment for for dealerships just mm -hmm. to you know. To, to keep moving moving the needle every day, mm -hmm. you know, you would think that that's, you know, it's kind of like, you know, computers, you know, you think, hey, you know, computers are just automatic, you know, when you're in sales, you have computers on every desk, so right. you would think, you know, it's your a, tools are tools, my tool was a computer. And that's and that's true, and that's true to a certain extent, and really, you know, the, the shop equipment like your, like our, our lifts, and, you know, that are installed into the floor, our scanning equipment, um, you know, brake flush machines, air conditioning machines, those are all considered shop equipment that really no technician should have to buy a lift. No technician should have to sure. buy a brake flush machine or a, a tranny flush machine or all these stuff. That that's kind of falls into the, the shop equipment category, just like, you know, the sale the sales desk has its has its computers. Uh, when it comes to your hand tools, uh, air tools, um, you know, every 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 time you pull a drawer, anything that's really put away in a drawer is was purchased by that mechanic. Um, wow. I've I've got a good friend that's well, he's got well over thirty thousand dollars invested in his set of tools. Wow! You know, and it is just shocking the really 
not to, not to throw the tool people under the bus at all, but really the markup on the cost of tools is what kept me out of it to answer the question. And you know, I, I, I went online and found different websites where I could buy stuff, uh, you know, kind of in bulk. And um, I wasn't financing it through the tool truck, which is what a lot of these guys do is they end up getting a, a truck account and they have a Snap-on or a Matco account. And they're basically making a hundred or a couple, you know, hundred or $200 a week payment on their, on their tool account. And then they just keep buying it and keep buying it and keep buying it. And ideally it'll all pan out where you're making enough money. But starting it takes out, a while. Starting out, you're, there's a lot of a lot of cost, and that's that's a lot of commitment, and that's what make, that's what makes it hard for folks to, to commit to the, the trade of a to the mechanic trade. Wow, that's actually that's mind blowing. I, I never thought of that, and I've been in the and I've been in I'll, the car business for twenty years. I'll throw, I'll throw another number at you. There was uh, I used to look I used to get on Craigslist and type in uh, Master Tech under the tool section just uh-huh. to see what kind of tools would, would come up. Right, you've got guys that retired and they're selling entire sets of tools wow. all at once. That's a great value, yeah, right? right? Okay, well that makes sense. I don't have. 30 grand to drop right. all at once, you know, but that's a great way to play it. And one of the ads that I had seen was for uh, a technician that said, uh, his, his ad had said, um, oh, you know, well over $200,000 in tools, uh, you know, the first 30 grand takes it. And I just thought, would you buy a house for $230,000 or 200000 and then for sell it? Grand. Yeah, right. would you sell it 25 years later for that? No. It's like, it's like, it's like I get that the car depreciates, but why do the tools have to? It's like that's just outrageous because that obviously that wrench still wrenches and you know it's just it's just shocking and it's just it's where everybody has to make their money you know and that, I can, and that's why every time I would walk through the the shop everything was locked and yep. I never I never understood right. I was I would always say if you're just gonna come back tomorrow and everybody leaves at the same time why are you gonna lock it because you're gonna lock the the shop when you leave right right and then they would all tell me. Yeah, you know how long it takes, you know, like it's cost or this or that, or, you know, it was a special tool or mm-hmm. this or that, mm-hmm. or it's like, wow, like it, there, a lot does go in. I never really put two and two together about how much it really costs to, to be a mechanic. Not to mention the, the time and effort and training and, and busted knuckles and all oh, those things. Yeah, those, the certifications, yeah, yeah those, so, those are definitely pricey also. But, uh, but that really is, you know, that's what kept me out of, uh, you know, being, being a professional mechanic, I feel like if, if things were different, I more than likely would have stuck with that, and I'd probably be the shop foreman, and you might be talking to someone else. Wow. But uh, you know, that's that's why I still have a a real love for uh, for turning wrenches. I was working on a, a motorcycle that belongs to one of our salesmen uh, actually last night, and he's got a a bad voltage regulator. So I was able to confirm that he's got a bad voltage regulator. He's got power coming out of the stator, uh, but he's got uh, just uh, basically basically an open circuit in his in his voltage regulator. So so for me, I get to go home and I get to play with my machines a little bit here and there. But then I get to come to work and I get to talk to people and I get to. So you know, let's let's take let's take income and let's take days off uh, off the table. You were a tech. Oh, yeah. You were a service writer. Mm-hmm. You're a service advisor, mm-hmm. and you're a salesman. Which one did you do? Turn wrenches. <laughs> That's awesome. Hands down. That's awesome. Hands down. Loved it. So how did you come to Mercedes Benz of Flagstaff? Well. Um, to get back to the uh, to, you know kind of on the salesman topic, um, I was I was selling uh, selling cars down the road here at the at the Subaru dealership that's not too far away, um, and I was driving down this block watching this building go up. Oh. Okay. And I was on test drives and I'm watching this building being built. And I had a couple friends at the time. Uh, one 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 gentleman in particular still works here, uh, but uh, basically had some friends and had some contacts that were with Mercedes Benz. And I was I was selling cars and uh, you know just getting tired of. The, the bell to bell and and then uh, you know to be honest too my, my wife got into the car business and she started working uh, you know some some really uh, un- unpleasant hours as well but it you know for the income we kept going and I just thought well shoot I might need to get into a service department just so one of us can get home a little bit sooner uh, you know and kind of kind of be there for the kids so 
uh, that's that's one of those things that um, you know really was an, kind of an influencing factor too. Car business family. Yeah, that we really awesome. are. So we really are. Okay, so let's wrap things up then for today, and I'll just ask one final question. Um, what makes Mercedes-Benz and Flagstaff so great? Hmm, that's tough. <laughs> um, really? You know, I would say, well, I mean, there's, there's lots of things. Okay. Uh, well, I'd, I'd probably say that, it, you know, like I said, the, the availability for our, um, for our Sprinter customers, for our, our um, you know, these cargo van commercial customers, we've, we've done something and we've been able to uh, pro provide the customer with um, an, an option that they just would not have. You know, most most of our competitors will not even take that type of vehicle in um, until you know a two to three week time span has gone by. Uh, I'm going to have parts already ordered in here by then, and you know if you have to camp out in the parking lot while I'm you know waiting on parts, that still benefits you more than uh, than, a, than a two to three week wait um, from from other dealerships. I actually had a cost, I had a customer that's uh, had some work done here. Called me from Oregon. He's up in Oregon. Uh, wanted service history that the independent shop he was going to didn't have access to because they're not Mercedes Benz. And he said, well, I can't get into the Mercedes-Benz dealer up here in Oregon because of the wait times and this, this, and that. So I need to go to this independent shop to get it worked on much sooner. I don't have that kind of time to waste. So, hey, James, can you can you email me that repair order? My, my, uh, my current mechanic would love to see what, what you guys did for me. So that's one of the key things that really sets us apart. Nobody else can really get those vans in as quickly as we can. Uh, not to mention, uh, you know... Uh, the luxury cars that we've got here, we've got a two hundred and twenty-five thousand dollars G-Class out front, and it's you know it's exciting to uh, you know to be around you know that that type of vehicle every day. So uh, I, I'd say I'd say those are some some key things to set us apart. Excellent. Well, thank you so much for your time today. Yeah, yeah, you're welcome. It's fun. That was awesome, James. Okay. That was seriously awesome. This episode of the podcast was brought to you by the Martin Automotive Group. Martin Automotive Group is dedicated to delivering automotive excellence while providing both unprecedented customer service and an extraordinary workplace environment. They have dealerships in New Mexico, Arizona, and California filled with dedicated automotive professionals ready to serve your needs. Also, special thanks to the team at Think Creative. Think Creative is a full-service digital marketing agency offering businesses of all types forward-thinking campaigns, including video marketing, social media, web development, and SEO. Visit youthinkcreative.com for all your digital marketing needs.